0: Welcome to this week's edition of Bravenheart's Heart's Heartbeat, where we bring you five insights from the world of tech, marketing, and work. Five insights, 10 minutes, and no waffle. Hello and welcome to Bravenheart Heartbeat 189. AI assistants, interview feedback, and chrono working. This week, we're bringing you a work special, because as the longest month of the year finally ends, February brings us into 2024 for real, and we all finally got paid again. So, how will we be working this year? From reasons why AI might not take your job to the luxury version of assistance and why won't employers give you interview feedback? Plus, we'll be teaching you how to apologize at work and introducing you to yet another buzzword for 2024. Yawn. So, let's get into it. Why AI might not take your job. And it's not necessarily because it can't do it better than you. Even for jobs that could theoretically be done by AI rather than real people, replacing human workers doesn't actually always make economic sense. Apparently, according to research published last week by MIT and funded by the MIT IBM Watson AI Lab, AI adoption may be a lot slower than we think, simply due to the cost. Jobs that can be handled by a visual recognition system, for example, quality checks in a bakery, can be done by AI, but starting up those systems can be more expensive than just hiring an actual person. Due to the upfront cost of using AI, which still relies on expensive chips and convoluted data rack setups, it's often cheaper to hire human employees in the short to medium term. This research has been music to the ears of many employees worried by announcements of AI taking all of our jobs. While the International Mystery Monetary Fund recently estimated, mm mm-hmm, that almost 40% of jobs worldwide have the potential to be at least partially automated, MIT have discovered that just because they can, doesn't actually mean they should be. However, they did warn that if, and when, AI becomes cheaper and more available to smaller companies, we may all be in trouble. Just show me the money. Human versus AI Assistants Can an AI assistant really do what a human assistant can? Like bespoke tailoring or homemade food, human assistants, once the norm, may become the luxury option in the wake of AI-powered technology that claims to do what a personal assistant can, but cheaper and without that pesky actual person to employ and then deal with. Sounds like the dream. You sack your assistant, but your flights still get booked. Meetings are still scheduled and they even send replies on your behalf as if they were a real functioning gatekeeper. But what happens when you need to add a touch of emotion? Or you need the AI to know that your partner doesn't like roses on the second Tuesday of each month, but the rest of the year is fine. How can you gesture to the AI to say you're not in for the order to but you are in for that golf match that needs scheduling? It's no secret. If you can write a program to describe it exactly, you can get AI to do it but nuance and emotion are still a challenge for LLMs. Mansoor Sumaro, a senior lecturer in sustainability and international business at Teesside University UK, agrees, explaining AI can't be intelligent in terms of emotion, and that's the nut to crack. He says the sensitivity and nuance essential to human assistance is still missing, as is the creativity many executives look for. We hear you, brother, but it seems assistants are already in on the act many using AI-ish available tools already to streamline their executives' lives, such as Calendy, as well as test-driving AI LLMs to see if it will help them any further. Joanne Manville, a UK-based assistant and founder of Joanne Manville Virtual Assistants, offers remote assistant services to a wide range of businesses and explains, we regularly use automation tools to facilitate client productivity and support clients who want to test tools like ChatGPT for their businesses seems the jury's out or at the very least thinking about it. But talk to the assistant because that AI ain't listening. How did I do? Why employers won't give you interview feedback? You have applied, researched, set your heart on a role, had the interview and for some reason or another not got through the process. When you ask what that reason is you either get a generic answer or no answer at all. Given the sweat and tears that some people give to securing a role, you would think it was the very least they could do. Just so you could do better next time, right? Wrong. Alison Hunter takes us through the experiences she has had navigating the modern workforce and the lack of feedback received. Seems she's not alone. Reasons or excuses that have been given range from fear of upsetting a candidate, wary of negative feedback, especially on Glassdoor, or they're just plain busy. Some of this we do get. If a thousand people apply for one... Or two roles, it's tough to give everybody feedback. But if two people interview, giving feedback to the one that you didn't choose, well, that's just good manners. We always talk to our clients about transparency and treating people how you'd like to be treated yourself. And as far as we're concerned, this is no different. So, you know, just give them the feedback they deserve, right? How to apologise at work. How hard can it be to say one simple word? I'm sorry. Fess up, explain all, never do it again. Pretty tough, it seems. Fear reigns, fear of looking incompetent or fear of just plain losing your job. Done right though, it can turn around a bad situation and make it work to your advantage. Noel Wolf, a linguistic and cultural expert at bell, takes us through some of the reasons why and how to do it more effectively. From the best timing to actual sincerity, he takes us through the A to Z of being a more effective apologizer. Of course, the challenge can be your business environment. Harbouring a culture where people cannot make mistakes, learn from them and improve, can and will stifle growth and creativity. So, next time you reach for the apology handbook, have a muse on why you need to do so in the first place and if the company you work for actually matches your own personal values. But hey, don't do it again. What is Chrono Working? Yep, because that's what we needed from 2024. Another buzzword created by a consultant by smashing two words together to make themselves famous. So, what is this one? Well, let's start by saying Bravenheart has always been an asynchronous working culture from day one. It's part of how we do things and how we work. So now we have another name for it. Asynchronous quite simply means working when it's best for you, but also being available to work when it's best for everyone else. So. Breaking away from the nine to five, being trusted to get the work done in your own time and collaborating with a team, always communicating availability and progress. Chrono working though, takes it one step further to sync your working with your body clock. No, really, your highs, your lows and your own personal productivity rhythm. Hmm. The article we found talks all about the challenges you can envisage having people working so far out of sync that collaborative projects are all but impossible. It also talks though about the benefits of how working in this way can tap into the natural highs and lows of an employee to get the best out of them. Our thoughts? Well, come back and ask me at 2 a.m. because that's when our brains are at full speed to give you a sensible answer. We're too tired to answer right now, though. Uh, uh, uh don't go anywhere yet. It's bonus time. What do we do with our Apple Vision Pro? If you've been hiding under a rock this week you may have not noticed that the apple vision pro launched and all of the influencers have their hands on it yep it's real it wasn't april fools and they did launch it after all but what on earth do you do with it well as i said the mags and influencers all have them now you've even got casey nice i think that's how you say his name walking around new york city with it on his face sitting in times square talking to people and exsoling the virtues of how it's the best thing since sliced bread really reminds me of when Robert Scoble wore his Google Glass in the shower, to be honest. But mainly the reviews say it's either amazing or it's meh. So frustration, confusion and admiration and everything in between. It seems Apple's hardware tech demo that's cost a lot of money has confused everyone. Ah well, better luck next time. Brave and heart, over and out. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week for more 5 in 5 news from the world of tech, marketing and work. Don't forget to subscribe, follow us on LinkedIn or check out our website at bravenheart.com.